Hey, welcome to the Welcome to the Kayak Bass Nation. What is up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. Happy Monday. Yeah, man. What's up, Brian? How you doing, man? Living the dream, buddy. Glad y'all made it back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It was a good weekend. I finally got to fish. I've been watching tournaments for a month, and I finally got to participate. So it was a good time. You, you remember what it was like? I remember what it was like, man. Even uh, I think I told you before we came on, thanks to shoddy sales servers for the, some of the leaders, I got to hover in the top 10 for a couple of days. So I was trying was to keep up with it, man. I, we had a tournament on Gunnersville, a little local joint, and I was trying to go back and forth and, and keep an eye on you and Marshall and Russ and see see how it all kind of played out there. Yeah, I threw a jackhammer, dude. Couldn't get the big, <laughs> yes, the big in the fire. I didn't catch any on it, so I just that's threw all it. you're supposed to do. I just threw it. Uh, threw a little bit of everything, try to catch a big one, but it was it was a fun time. You know, Broken Bow did his thing. It, it got hit with a cold front like every other tournament this year, but people still yeah. figure out how to catch them. Especially the the two guys we're going to have on tonight. We got Russ Snyder's and Justin Brewer coming on. Uh, everybody knows Russ. He's nationally known, and everybody should get to know Justin because he fishes our local club here. He's our defending AOI, and, and you know if he gets out and travels more, he'll become a, a household name too, I bet. But uh, yeah, man, I feel I like we'd have Russ on here like every other month if we just brought him on. Yeah, yeah, I think we could just we one. could put a little window in the corner with just Russ on on hold, like on retainer, like a lawyer <laughs> for, yes. for interviews. Yep, agreed. Yeah. I got a little a little. I don't call it a rant. I want to go on before uh -oh. before we get them on though. Well, something proceed. I, yeah, I got. I didn't even tell you about this, but I got to yeah, experience no. this. I got to experience this for the first time uh, this weekend in this tournament. There was a bass boat, a couple of them, a high school tournament, and then some club tournaments or something that going on at the same time on Broken Bow. And I know that Live Scope has been around for a few years now, but with Garmin and stuff. But it, it's really expanded with different brands, and the technology's gotten better. So now, this is the first time I've been on the water with a big tournament going on with other with almost every boat I ran into having it mm -hmm. and it's a problem and it's, not, <laughs> it's a problem. And I don't mean a problem from, you know, I don't blame the anglers. I mean, the technology's there and they can, you know, you got to use what you got to use. If that's what you want to use, that's fine. But I swear every boat I ran into, it was like teenagers texting and walking on a high school campus. Nobody, <laughs> nobody looked up that there was a guy that literally almost ran into me while I was sitting on a hump while he was zigzagging with his trolling motor, throwing an A-rig. Uh, and I literally yelled at him, Hey, you gonna look up long enough to see me there, buddy. Uh, and just kind of laughed it off. Cause we were just, it was in practice, but, um, it's a, it's an issue, man. And I don't know where, where that's going, but it's, it makes fishing really weird to look at, to watch yeah. those guys do that. I mean, I don't think it's going to get any better. I think you're just, uh, even, you know, kayaks, like you're going to see more and more and more guys just staring at a screen all day, uh, instead of, you know, the water. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and, and I, like I said, I don't blame the anglers because it's a tool available, and if it's available and within the rules, you, you you know stretch that to the best of your ability. And I think Luke Arian, he was an early adopter to this, and I know he's good with electronics, and I think it played a key role in him in this tournament. So I'm not blaming anybody for using the stuff. It's just weird how it affects some guys because the guys I saw using it didn't look like they did what they were doing. They were just zigzagging around, looking, slinging it left, slinging it right, jigging a a rig up and down like a spoon. I mean, it was just kind of goofy i think it's going to make some guys worse anglers you think that's possible yes a, a lot yeah. of guys i mean i know a lot of people that really rely on their electronics and don't catch shit because they just run around the lake staring at the at the screen all day <laughs> like a lot of times if you just turn it off and, and fish you'll you'll catch some you don't necessarily have to make eye contact with them to get them to bite it's that's a common misperception in in kayak fishing yeah, it was very strange and to Add the the final deal to that is I didn't see any of the guys I saw zigzag and catch any, and I know, <laughs> and I know that Luke hammered them. So if he was using that, hats off to you because I know that he is very familiar, knows how to use it. So it's a tool, good tool in the right hands. But I just thought, man, if that's the future of fishing, with people just staring at that everywhere, something needs to be done. I don't I don't know what that thing is, but it's just it's just hey, you saw it on Bass Live. I mean that, and and MLF too. I mean that's what it was for for a lot of those guys was just staring at the floor all day you know yeah. throwing a jerk bait or whatever and like i said if it's allowed i don't blame them because it, it, hell it obviously works if you know do you think you it should be allowed let's let's transition into another topic there do you think it should be allowed i mean uh, what's your opinion on it i mean i don't know if if i, I listen to 
Randy Blockett some. He's an old guy on YouTube that does a lot of cool, simple videos with his phone, and he had a couple rants on this. And he's like, if that's allowed, why can't you, we'll say, in a bass boat tournament, push your boat through a creek or in a kayak tournament, portage? Why can't you do all these, you know, primitive things, but you can look at them on a computer screen, you know? Or, or cameras, you know, yeah, yeah. underwater cameras. Uh, you know, I, I, there's, I don't know. I guess there might be. I mean, I don't know, somewhere. because obviously you've won a couple of the biggest tournaments, the biggest tournament last year without even having electronics rolling pretty much, so... Obviously, it's not magic, but it's it's. It there's is a time issue. where I, there's a time of year, especially when fish are deep, you know, or, or suspended, where electronics is, you know, probably the most useful tool that you could pull out. Uh, but a lot of times, especially down south here, you're gonna find shallow fish or fish in grass, like pretty much you know 10 months out of the year they they're not always out deep now summertime you still have some shallow fish but you're targeting bigger schools if you're really trying to put up a a big bag then you kind of have to have electronics but for the most part i just i don't like i don't yeah. like having to rely on that myself yeah so i don't know i don't know where it's going i don't know if they'll make rules on that at the elite series level probably not since they you know no. sponsor people but yeah money dog they ain't making any rules it's just it's just kind of a weird thing to see when it first time seeing it in person with that many boats using it it was just it was just not a good look i didn't like it but uh <laughs> anyway i digress get off my soapbox on that all right all right, all right. um but yeah what do you say we want to get these guys on here and talk Let's about uh, what they did it's gonna be interesting is if i had it if i had the doc talk right they fished on opposite ends of the lake doing opposite things so it'll be cool to make sense to hear them break it down so <laughs> take a little break we'll be right back with russ and justin kbn live is brought to you by western sun vodka Western Sun Vodka is a 10 times distilled, award-winning, gluten-free vodka. They are independently owned and crafted in Pilot Point, Texas. All right, we're back. Hey, proud to welcome again Russ Snyder's back to the to the podcast, and for the first time, Justin Brewer. Probably not the last time though. So thanks, gentlemen, for sliding on in here and taking time to visit with us. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, man. Uh, are you guys both at Fork now or heading that way? I know, Rush, you're down there already. At Fork. Yeah. I will not be. I'll be doing the same thing I did for Broken Bow, heading down Friday, but early Friday morning so I can have some time on the water. So. All right. We're going to get into that because that's a pretty cool story <laughs> on your end of things. Uh, but, yeah, you know, let's get into it. I was at the tournament. Weather kind of played a factor as that cold front came through and made the bite tough for for several people, but you guys both obviously figured it out. Uh, Russ, how long were you down there? Were you down there a few days? Got there Tuesday, Tuesday night. We ended up camping out with, uh, yeah, some of my buddies, uh, with Cody, Adam, Josh, and Matt. Uh, we all camped out there at the Beaver Bend State Park and started fishing Wednesday. Nice. So you had a few days of practice, and then Justin, what, what happened with you? You rolled in when? I left. I actually worked Friday and left a little bit early and drove down Friday evening, just in time for to register and get in the hotel and pretty much go to sleep, eat and go to sleep. Yeah. Had you fished it before? Had you fished Broken Bow before? Never seen just, a lake before. Just went in blind and said, "All right, this is it." I was hoping it was going to set up similar to some lakes around here, and it it kind of sort of did in a way. Yeah. What did it remind you? Of? Did it remind you of Beaver Lake a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, except for the the uh super muddy water. Yeah. You have to go way south to get that on Beaver Lake. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, Russ, you you fished correct me if I'm wrong, but you fished down south in the clear water, is that right? Yep. Uh, yeah, pretty, so close. Kind of, pretty close to the yeah. dam. Yep. You say pretty close to the dam? Okay, you're kinda of breaking up there. Uh so oh. yeah. You hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear Where you okay I? now. Maybe that uh, Lake Fork Internet. We tried a podcast from there before. It was pretty interesting. Remember that? I remember that one. That was you and Dwayne, wasn't it? That was a disaster. That was, that was me on my laptop in Tiffany's. Yeah, that was uh, that was a good one. Yeah, but, <laughs> but break down what you found on the south end that, that made you stay down there in that clear water, Russ. Uh, you know, prefix Friday, one day uh, up river by Laurel. 
I'm a, uh, we're having some audio issues with you, Russ. Uh, all right. So I'm, I'm going to put Russ on pause. Let's, get, let's go to you, Justin. You said you showed up blind, and you chose to go way up the river in the muddy water. Is that right? Yes. Yep. I, um, I, I'm i not a clear water guy, so I picked kind of more midways up the lake. Well, I guess it's probably more up, up the river at Holly Creek and hoping for some stain in the water. But uh, come Saturday morning, I was that some was little to no visibility at all. So I just had to wing it and and go with it and retie all my rods. Yeah. So Ryan, a funny story, the guy that I stayed in the cabin with, uh Kyle Long, he said he had a he had a mishap on the first day of the tournament. Uh he left his board at the cabin so he had to drive all the way back. And in the midst of him scrambling around to look for one, he saw Justin just while everybody took off and was heading to fish, was sitting there in the parking lot retying everything. Is that right, Justin? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, trying to get regrouped before I got on the water. I like it. I like that. It's pretty pretty good. Yeah, you guys worked, hear me though. all right now? Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot better. Is it? All right, great. Put my headphones in. Yep. Yeah. Like so so Justin was up in that muddy water. Russ, we were asking you about that. What you found down there in the south end in that clear water? Yeah, like I said, I've spent a few days fishing fishing each part of the lake, uh, upriver, down by the dam, and then mid lake. Um, and, uh, I guess just, it's just the fact that I, I got the most bites, I guess, down by the dam in that, in that Creek, uh, found a little bit of a pattern. Um, it was surprising, you know, to, to see how, how few boats, cause there's only six or seven access points in the, in the whole entire lake. And, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, I, I hardly, I think I only saw a couple people each day, which was kind of surprising, uh, hardly any bass boats, but, but come the weekend, it, it seemed like everybody showed up kayaks and bass boats but um but yeah the, the creek wasn't wasn't very big and uh caught a few fish there and the pattern pretty much held held over i think it was uh, i went there thursday and it was pretty much blue you know clear bluebird skies um and then friday we had a little bit of a storm come in that was the day i spent up by laurel uh did get a couple big fish there but only got four fish all day up in that muddy water uh so just you know, because I got more bites down by that creek, by the dam, uh, fish there, and I was getting them on a crankbait in the morning, and then, uh, you know, most of the rest of the day, I was throwing an Alabama rig, um, and that, that that bite would pick up, you know, a little afternoon. <laughs> Crazy. And what was the water temp down there where you were, Russ? Uh, main lake, the mouth of the creek, it was like 50, 51. It seemed like a lot of the main lake, and as you get back into the creeks and the pockets, it warm up a bit. Uh, warmest water I found on Saturday was 60 degrees. Uh, and then those, those same areas on uh, tournament day got up to about 56, 57. And you'd find some water in between, you know, that in between 50 and 57. And the, the reports I were hearing up the river, Justin, is it was a lot, even early in the morning was a lot warmer up in that muddy water up in the river. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it started about well, I mean, I wouldn't say a lot. He said it started 50, 51 by the dam, but it was it was 51, 52 early, early in the morning. And then I, I touched 60 degrees Saturday, just barely touched it. And then it didn't get out of over 57 all day um, Sunday. So were you fishing current up up uh, in the muddy water or? No, I, I uh, went, um, I went back. I was in the river and I went back up way up the creek and I found pretty much the last deep, deeper um, channel banks that I could find. And that that's kind of where the, my fish were at. There was some, though the banks were flatter and then they would, it would go into the drop off of the channel swing. And I just could fish either those flat banks or the, or deeper on the channel banks. And that's where the fish were at. They were either pulled up or they were sitting uh, on the bottom in the channel. Were you covering a lot of water or was it more kind of one, it one was spot? Two, um, uh, probably 200 yard stretches, um, each of them. And I just kind of would go down with one spinnerbait, come back up with the other one and do the same <laughs> on the other one, then go back and just kept rotating between the two. And there'd be one fish that seemed like pulled up on one of those spots every, every pass. That's how it's supposed to work. That's what I was banking on. It did. What about you, Russ? Were you on a spot or were you 
covering water in an area. I was, I was covering a lot of water, uh, just running a pattern. Uh, it seemed like, so the, the, the creek kind of faces north, south. Um, so there's tons of little secondary points and, and pockets that come out. And in the morning, you know, one side would have some shade and one side would have some sun and, and the wind was, I think, blowing out of the south. So it was the, the sunny side was getting the wind blowing in it a little and the, the shady side was was calm. And, uh, you know, I think they were, it seemed like they were, they were feeding on crawdads. I was throwing a red DT6 uh, and they were just on the back sides of those points right there in the first maybe 100 or 200 feet. Uh, of the points, as long as they had some, you know, some chunk rock or some, you know, some of the points were a little gravelly, somewhere a little more, more mud or clay. Um, but as long as they had some chunk rock, something for that crankbait to kind of dig into the, you know, deflect off the rocks and stuff like that. And the first hour or two, they'd be sitting up shallow and anywhere from like three to six feet of water. Uh, and I just, once I kind of found out where they were positioned, I, I wouldn't fish the stuff in between. There was just a lot of little points in there. So I just tried to hit as many of those spots as I could and just bounced around from one side of the Creek to the other and covered a lot of water. And, uh, first day that bat bite lasted probably about two hours. Uh, second day, it only, it only lasted about an hour. If that maybe really just the first like 20, 30 minutes, the first spot I hit, I got a. That's the cool thing about that lake too, is all three species, you know, as healthy populations of spotted bass, smallmouth and largemouth. I, I caught some big spots out there, uh, free fishing. I got a big smallmouth and, you know, during the tournament, I got a couple big largemouth, but that second day, the first, you know, in 20 minutes, I got a, a smallmouth, a largemouth and a, a spot all off the same little, you know, 20 yard stretch. Uh, but I tried to run that pattern around uh, wouldn't, wouldn't work out that second day. I came back around with an A-rig in that one spot where I, where I started the morning and caught a five pounder, uh, that second day, big kicker and caught a, caught a good one on an A-rig. Actually both days, my, my big kicker came on an A-rig. Um, but during pre-fish and during the first day of the tournament, that A-rig bite really turned up, you know, turned on when the water heated up a bit, um, around 12 30 one o'clock uh second day it, it didn't really happen um yeah actually i got on to him a little bit flipping flipping some wood but the problem was is those laydowns were only like every quarter mile or so uh there'd be a laydown and you know only a few of them had fish if i if I had a bass boat it would have been, had been a good time to have a bass boat because i would have just bounced around hitting all those laydowns um because that a-rig bite died and crankbait bite died that was about the only thing i had going and I think I caught three fish doing that in the, you know, pretty much the second half of the day. You know, Russ is right about it being uh, diverse with the multi-species. I caught all three in my limit on Sunday, except they were all small. But I was still happy to catch them all. <laughs> still happy to catch them all. Uh, uh, it definitely looked like a tough, tough day too. You know, you saw from the from the leaderboard on day one, you kept kind of waiting on everybody to catch up, so to speak, and and a lot of guys just didn't didn't recover didn't have enough fish for the two-day two-day run the, there what the changed what too. changed so much between day one and day two well all the boat they had four bass boat tournaments out of out yeah. of uh all over the lake too i think maybe i don't even know if there was a tournament on sunday there was like maybe in that spot i was at there was probably at least 15 kayakers about a mile and a half you know creek both sides there's 15 kayakers and probably eight boats um wow the second day there was i think only one boat all day and like five kayakers but i think the, the pressure already got to those fish so justin did any of them got when i i crossed so in order for me i'm kind of having anxiety fishing around people so i crossed the main lake and went way about four and a half miles one way to a area to, to fish away from everyone but some of the bass boats ran over there but on my trek when they, all those tournaments started on saturday i saw them all just high tailing it north up the river so did you get covered up up there or did they kind of spread out and not not get to you uh they kind of spread out for the most part um saturday and they none of them were doing what i was doing they all kind of sat off and was fishing the tree the timber out off the bank of ways um but i maybe saw six or seven bass boats in the, in the cove that i was in all day saturday and i only saw one on sunday and only one kayaker on sunday so it, I didn't get too much pressure where I was at. I don't, I don't know if they kept going further up because I know the water cleared up the further you went. Um, 
so I don't know if they just all – I heard a bunch of them running. I just couldn't see the main lake. So I know they went by. I just never never saw a whole bunch of them. Trying to pull up some pics here. Uh, yeah, I was trying to pull up one of Russ's fish. You, know, you can see it on the, out the side of his kayak. The water was crystal clear down there where he was, and then that big, big fish pick of Justin's looks like chocolate milk. So it's almost like y'all were fishing two different lakes. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool it having, is. you know, different water colors around different parts of the lake just so you can kind of suit your, you know, fish your style that way too, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clifton Allen says Russ is like Allen Iverson. I didn't know Iverson fished. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What's your, what's your, what's your uh, you, you fish for it quite a bit. What's your feeling going into that one, Russ? Uh, you excited? You, you, yeah. You think I'm you're excited. about to go back to back on the road? We'll see. Well, uh, uh, I was out with <laughs> with Matt. <laughs> uh, we got out, or Matt got out for a little bit. I had to sit and make a bunch of phone calls and get back to a bunch of messages and all that. And while I'm just sitting there, uh, where, where we put in, he's you know a couple hundred yards away. He hooked up with like an eight pounder and a six pounder, and I'm like, oh yeah, I got it. <laughs> so I got he wasn't laying. He wasn't time. laying out on the front of the boat again, was he? <laughs> no, not that time. But not yet. Yeah, he, he was fumbling around i think he got something caught in his net and he's i can hear him screaming all the way out there say that again <laughs> oh boy uh something he was what? He, you know he's ex, he's exciting someone got caught in his net a lure oh. or something i don't know he was he's excited i swore he so said got he got something it was, it was a giant he paddled he paddled back and uh we got a picture of it uh so it's, it looks like it's going off josh stewart's up here and uh i heard he got a couple sevens already today and just getting out there half Man. a day and, so the weather's lining up. It's gonna go off this week. Yeah, um, it looks it wait. looks really good. It, it's a big warming trend here too. I'm hoping hoping it turns yeah. turns these smallmouth on around here if I'm lucky. Yeah, all over the country, the south especially with that cold weather, it's finally getting out of that little funk that they were in with all that ice and that, that shitty weather. And um, yeah, I can't. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun month coming up. We had a local club. <laughs> tournament on Gunnersville this weekend the bite was it was pretty tough for a lot of us but this this kid joe kirk he came down and fished with us he hadn't really fished with us much ever before and i'm like i update turning x like i'm looking at like 10 o'clock and he has like 62 inches at you know three fish tournament well he called two more times he ended up with like 65 75 on three Damn. fish at Gunnersville. Wow. Like, he's like yeah i never i never really out. fished down here yeah him and his buddies they all sat on that same school and just freaking stroked them all day saturday is awful these and all that live scope and and all that for you <clears> or how they... uh i don't know if he was live scoping them uh i know brad golden was brad and brad and his dad terry just went down to the dugout and picked up two completely tricked out 360s live scope torquedo marine mat you know yak right. yak power and a brand new on the water innovations trailer like i mean Damn. just it's amazing uh, yeah how well they set those up. i saw yeah a, few a lot of kids christmas better. got spent right there that was uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's there's set they're set but brad and terry both came down to cash check saturday in those in those brand new boats so must be doing something right Hey, did, yeah. did you guys hear? Did you guys hear my rant on LiveScope before we yeah, before you came yeah, on? Did y'all see any of that? Did y'all see any of that on the Broken Boat? Because everybody I ran into was just doing donuts with their live scopes and their trolling motors. A couple of the bass boats, but that's um, what I mean. The not, bass boats, not was. Yeah. yeah, I only saw one boat doing that, but it was, like yeah. I said, it was super muddy. So I don't know if, if what the the technique for that wasn't really a player where I was at, but there was yeah. one boat trying it. Yeah. Cody Either you guys he, got your Cody eye on LiveScope. No, I'm not a. I'm not much of a offshore guy as it is, anyway. So I don't think it I'm would worried it'll mess me. me up. Yeah, yeah, I'm worried I'm going to get too distracted and just not be present enough to. I don't. know. But there's going to be advantage. There's times where it'd be an advantage, for sure. It's just knowing when to when to utilize it and when to turn it off. It's it's like you know it's like a, it's like fishing the spawn. There's you know, you could either sometimes see the fish and fish that way, but sometimes it's easier easier just to have muddy water so you can't see them, because it, you know, it's the same type of thing. Just knowing when to, when to look at them and when to when to not look at it. Yeah, it was it was bizarre to watch. I can tell you that it it bothered me that that's how people 
are going to fish now, but I guess it shouldn't. People yeah. to each his own. Co- Cody said, where, yeah, where he was fishing, he was fishing around the bank, and he said first uh, morning of the tournament, there was like 15 boats all out in just the middle in these treetops out in the middle, and they're all just, you know, looking down, running into each other. Just this is a total <laughs> shit show. And he said by 10 o'clock, <laughs> none of them were catching anything. They all gave yeah. up and started beating the bank. Like so. if you if you know what you're doing with it, it's a weapon. Because I think, like I said, the third place finisher Luke was was yeah. doing some deep water stuff with it, and uh, but he's got it tuned in, and I you know know that he is is adapted and educated on how to use that stuff. So it's a weapon if you know how to use it. But it, I seem like it feels like people are just going to buy that stuff and feel like they can buy skill, and, and that really is not how it works. But you know, uh, Ewing, the kid that got second at Watts Bar and cashed a check at Seminole. <clears throat> That's what he was doing in both those tournaments. I mean, he's There's he's got it, got it dialed it. in, you know. Like he he spots those fish and he'll throw out a jerk bait and literally watch how that fish reacts to the jerk bait and adjusts his retrieve and and gets the fish to hit. So, yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff, suspended fish, tough bite. I think I think that definitely would play into it, you know. Yeah, know the the uh, crappie tournaments have already gotten rid of it. A lot of them, the high level crappie really? tournaments. No kidding. So I don't know, you know, what will happen in bass boat world, but it could, you know, I'll be interested to see if any rules change or get modified. I don't care point. either way. If they no. said no electronics, period, I wouldn't be mad. Like whatever, like, huh. <laughs> let's go fishing. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think you have to buy into the technology part to uh, to be able to catch a fish. I'm like Justin. Yeah. I like fishing shallow anyway, so maybe it'll keep people from doing that. That's and, what I was thinking. Leave, yeah, leave the shallow fishing off. alone. Yep. Yep, yep. I hope it does yeah, every- take some pressure off of them. Shallows the new deep. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. No comments. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, Kyle <laughs> Long threw a little comment up. You know, like I said before we came on, everybody knows Russ. Uh, Russ, you've made a name for yourself. Well-deserved. But Kyle, uh, my cabin mate for the weekend, had a good time, Kyle. Our wives were there, too. So don't don't worry, boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> He said the NSK 2020 AOI on the podcast tonight. You're going to see a lot of him around in the future. He's bragging on you, Justin, and, and rightly so. Uh, Justin is our AOI in the club that I founded here in Northwest Arkansas, but he's kind of rose up around here and then has branched out regionally. And, and it seemed like in the last two years, you really found your stride. Uh, you know, you went out to Moyak, won some KBF trail stuff. I mean, everywhere you've gone regionally, you've either come in first or second, it seemed like in the last two years. So, Tell people a little bit about yourself and, and how you kind of came up kayak fishing. Um, so I started just like everybody else did in the uh, paddle kayak. I think this is my fourth year doing it now, uh, fishing with the NSKA club. Um, after last year, being able to win AOI, I kind of got to help build my confidence a lot. So this year I want to try to do a little more traveling and, and, and hit some more um national events to see kind of how I, I could compete in the the bigger the bigger series and um with this one it's it's a good start being the first tournament of the season is a good way to start the season off and then hopefully I can carry it over to to Lake Fork um this weekend and maybe just keep keep that ball rolling from from last year what yes, all big sir. tournaments do you have on your schedule this year I just kind of I don't really have anything I just kind of uh, keep an eye on everything coming up and then see, um, see what all I can, I can hit. Uh, I'd like, so I got Lake Fork. Um, I'd like to try to make, um, Sam Rayburn. And, uh, then of course now the tournament champions on you follow, I'd like, I'm going to go to that one and then just kind of whatever else, um, comes up. That's not just a haul like so <laughs> far away, but um, it's kind of like his pre-fishing, Ryan. He's going to show up last minute and catch a check. I mean, I love it. That's a, that's a beautiful story. <laughs> It'd be nice if it worked every time. It doesn't work every time. Sometimes it, it'll hurt you, but um, more times than not for me, it's actually benefited me and not, you know, um, being able to just go out there and just go fish and, and figure them out than being, well, I don't know where I want to go. Because day two this weekend, being I only caught five fish on day one, I was – I was dead. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I go back there and, and, and chance it, or do I go to the clear water and just and hope for the best. But I I took a chance and it, it paid off. Luckily, so um, are you going to win Dardanelle? Yes or no? Right now, I need to know. I've never had a good tournament on Dardanelle, so <laughs> so I yes. don't have. <laughs> I would hope so, but 
Past, like past tournaments don't don't show it. Is the winner of Dardanelle in one of these four squares right now? That's the Ooh. real question. Russ almost pulled it off last year, so I don't think he'd be stretching it at any wherever you said the lake was. I don't think he'd be stretching it there. But right, I know well, that's, that's for that. Will Russ finish in the top five? Yes. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> what have you got good. on the schedule, Russ? What, what's what's what have you? Uh, if you had to pick your top three, like most anticipated tournaments for the rest of the year, what have you got? Dartnell would was the one I'm probably looking forward to the most. To be honest, just because it's, hear that, yeah, it's getting there last year. I did hear it, Jeff. I said I was coming, man. Chill. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a cool lake. There's just a lot of a lot of areas you can access with a kayak that you can't get to in a bass boat. And I think you know the timing last year, we didn't really maximize the you know those. What I'm saying all those backwater areas just weren't really going off at that time a little bit. But it, there's going to have a lot more potential come uh, you know in April when they're all back there spawning and. Uh, it should be a really fun one. It's just all shallow flipping, power fishing. It's you know, it's it should be right up my alley as far as I that can't goes. Wait. But um, yeah, this one this one will be fun. We got Pickwick coming up. Uh, yep. I'm gonna do Hartwell. Not really looking forward to that one as much. Doesn't really. <laughs> why? Why not? <laughs> Hartwell. I don't know. It doesn't. It's more like spotted bass, right? I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, I'm not. I don't really do good on spotted bass lakes as, as much. Spots will eat anything though. You just got to figure out how to get it it remotely in the area, and they'll come eat it. That's my favorite yeah. thing about spots is they're stupid, but you have to figure out where they're at because they're kind of weird. Yeah, it's tough. It'll be post spawn, and I don't know. It'll be. Uh, I think is that that's a Hobie too, right? It's just tough. Mm-hmm. I don't have a pedal drive, so I'm out here. This one too, I had to paddle the whole time. Uh, I've got a guy's number fishing. down in Marietta. I'll I'll give it to you. Yeah. You give him a call. Uh, He'll get you to pedal drive immediately. Just tell AJ to deduct it. <laughs> tell him to deduct it from the check and just send you a boat and half the check. Yeah, we'll see what's, what's going to happen. Like a bad deal. Yeah, <laughs> been trying yeah, to work a... something out with a company, but it's uh, with all you know, just everything right now with with everything's back ordered and there's just a lot of yeah you just got to blame it on covid man you just have to blame it on covid it's covid's fault we just kind of (laughs) glossed over that but that's another paddle kayaker winning one of these big tournaments yeah it's not another one it's the same one it's well drew it's the same guy that keeps doing it we had we had drew i guess adam didn't win but he came close we've had we've had several of these paddle, well, certain, paddle guys certain times it's an advantage to have a paddle kayak i believe you're in a big you know big grass flats or backwaters or yeah. or whatever this was a lake where it, it definitely was not an advantage because you're you know you're just out there in, in the open and especially if you're trying to cover water and throw a crankbait or alabama rig and um, the wind's blowing it's you know i probably got half the cast and if that, yeah that does a, not a sound fun fishing the wind with a crankbait in a paddle kayak that just yeah, doesn't sound tough. like a good time i was fishing into the wind too they wouldn't bite you know drifting with it so i had to make a cast retrieve it in get a few paddle strokes in make another cast it was just that pretty much all day long on sunday luckily the first day it wasn't wasn't blowing as hard so you work for that one no, Justin, what rig are you I fishing do. out of? You still fishing out of a PA? Got to work out at yep. least. Got some exercise. <laughs> yep, still the the. I mean, I think it's a 2016 model PA. Um, it, it's done me good. No, I don't see no need to to upgrade yet. But I'd like it's it's getting close. I've about worn it out, so it's getting close to having to to make an upgrade. Yeah, you got the money for it now. You don't have to yeah. blink. That's what the guys at work were saying. They're like, "Well, you got to check. You might as well just take that straight and go get a boat." I was like, Blow well, it immediately. That's what you're supposed to do if you win anything. <laughs> Put the fishing money towards fishing. I mean, yep, that's right. Then Uncle Sam can't touch it. Isn't that the isn't that the trick, Ryan? That is the trick. I got a long <laughs> list of receipts. I just sent over to the CPA. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Anybody out there watching? Get any questions for these guys? We had one, somebody from YouTube, Mark Cothran, wanted to know where you guys live. I don't know if he wants your specific address because he wants to stalk you. He doesn't have a profile picture, but he maybe just what state or you know where you call home. I, I live well, in Nashville, I'm, Tennessee. Yeah, and I'm uh, Lincoln, Arkansas. Lincoln, Arkansas. Lincoln Lake. What happened to Lincoln Lake? I don't ever hear about anybody catching the big ones out there anymore. I, I think it was. There. I think it was the pressure. Uh, they just got too much pressure, and I—I I don't think I went there at all last year. I just kind of—it's probably COVID. Took a, 
Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. All fifteen people in Lincoln got it and ruined the fishing out there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding you, Jeff. There's more than fifteen people out there. It, it got super busy uh, a yeah. couple years ago, so I, I kind of laid laid off of it, and hopefully it, it gets back to how it used to be. What's yeah. your favorite lake in Arkansas? Ooh, hmm. that's a tough one now. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, me me either. <laughs> Ryan's Ryan's is Washita. I bet I bet Justin didn't choose that. No, I ain't no. gonna choose Washita. Uh, me either. <laughs> Mine um, was the mud puddle in the part store where I had to buy two batteries when I was at Washita. That was my favorite <laughs> lake out there. I, beaver treated me well last year. As much as everybody is doesn't like beaver, I mean it, it. It did me really good last year. So based off that, I've got to say Beaver Lake. But any other any other year before that, I would have said Lincoln Lake. It it it's got some good fish, but it's just too much pressure. It's got them. It's got it really tough. It's hard to catch catch the big fish like you used to. Heck yeah, Kyle Long said Bull Shoals. You fish Bull, Justin? I fished it for the state championship that we had two or three years ago now. Yeah. Two years ago. That's the only time I ever fished Bull Shoals. Yeah. Table Rock. Yeah. If I, I mean, if, if I, one of these Ozark lakes, I'd pick Table Rock for my my favorite Ozark lake. Gotcha. What's your favorite but, lake, Russ? Out of anywhere, you travel all over hmm. the place, California to Tennessee. What's your favorite lake? Darn hell, I don't know. California Clear Lake is, you know, probably one of my favorite out in California, but it, it is so small and it, you fish it enough times and it's like, man, there's just no secrets there at all. And, uh, it's small. It's a small lake. Kind of like Lake Forks that way too, where it's like similar to Lake Fork, uh, where it has big fish, giant bags, and uh, they crushed them out there. Last I heard there was a tournament with like 60 boats out on Clear Lake and five guys got over 30 pound bags. Like my buddy had 20 pounds and he was like three quarters of the way down the list. So it was, uh, it was showing out this, this weekend, this past weekend, yeah. I guess. But that's probably, that's probably one of my favorite out here. I don't know. There's a lot of cool spots on the, on the Tennessee river. I, you know, I like, um, yeah, just all the backwaters. I, I don't know. It looks, it depends on if you're fishing out of a kayak, I guess, or, uh, or or a bass boat you know because clear lake for a kayak it's uh, i wouldn't consider it one of my favorite lakes at all i guess uh, just because you can't really get away and it's so crowded and but um oh dartnell is a cool lake last year i really liked going there and exploring that i know the you know it doesn't pull out the bags like some of the tennessee river lakes or, or clear lake does but uh just the just the terrain and just the backwaters and all the places to explore. It just feels like a, a pretty wild place too. It's I'm excited to see it. Definitely want to check it out. A lot yeah. of people bragged on Darnell as uh, mainly mm -hmm. not like you said. It doesn't turn out the big bags, but the kayak access. There's so many random spots to get yeah. off and get into the lake that uh, yeah. kayakers really seem to brag on that after the event. I liked it. Uh, we got a question from Facebook for you, Russ. Yeah. Mark, Mark Springer, what do you credit your consistency to? Um, just, just work ethic, working hard, being, being organized, being prepared. And at the same time, not, damn, not overdoing it <laughs> too. Like knowing when to take a break. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't do the, what tournament was that? The the cold, the freezing one that you won, Ryan. Uh, God, Watts Bar. Watts Bar. Yeah, Watts Bar. You know, I took a break. I, I skipped Watts Bar and I skipped. Uh, the best move you ever made, skipping that, man. <laughs> I feel like that way. You were in California then, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. in California. I didn't get to see my family you know, over, over the holidays and stuff. I wasn't able to make it out there. So I made a trip out and just took a little break and uh didn't i had plenty of opportunities to do fishing out there but I, you know i try to tell myself in between the tournaments you know just not to fish and the whole month before i went to florida too i think i went a month and a half or so and i didn't do any fishing then uh and just having you know kind of doing that it just allows me to go into these tournaments like wanting to you know missing fishing and wanting to get back out there and uh just kind of being hungry for it so i think that there's a lot to be said for that too I know when I just do week after week after week, you know, if you do too much and you get burnout, yeah, you get burnout. So just balancing that, I think plays a big part. In, what, you know, what's your prep? What's your prep schedule? Like how much time do you spend studying maps or Google earth? And then how much time do you actually spend on the water? You know, the week or two weeks before the tournament, like what's your average? What do you like? What's, what are you comfortable with? 
Um, yeah, I, don't know. I spend just depending on how much time I guess I'll I'll spend several hours, uh, however long it takes to kind of find at least all the boat ramps and all the access points, and just going through Google Earth. And uh, a lot of times I'll I'll have my fish finder right next to me on Google Earth, so the lake levels are down. You know, I'll start marking some stuff that I see that's exposed. If I know the water is going to be back up, I'll, I'll put those marks on my on my fish finder just so I have a few key points to kind of run to and check out. And, uh, you know, and uh, a lot of my prep too is just just get yeah all the tackle ready. You know, each time I I load my truck, you know, I'm only bringing I have to unload and reload, and each lake's different. So I got all my tackle and all my stuff pretty organized where I can not spend a lot of, you know, wasted time kind of digging through things. I know where everything's at and I know a uh, pretty good idea of what I want to bring. And, um, so yeah, I guess that plays a big part. And then just, uh, being able to, I, you know, eat, I, I, a lot of times I'll cook all my own food. I got my truck set up so I can sleep in here. I have a refrigerator. I, you know, have it set up so I can be pretty self-sufficient and, uh, just doing a lot of meal prep and having a whole refrigerator here full of full of food and uh that way i don't go to you know local <laughs> mexican joint and get some surprises the next day where i'm <laughs> sitting on the toilet half the day or who knows you know i've had, I've had in the drive like hole too just where you know if i make my own food i know i'm gonna feel good through the day i know i'm not gonna my stomach's gonna be messed up or, or i don't know i just like everything consistent or i don't not have to worry about things I hey, just I like thought, to feel like I I can't eat the whole day on the water. That way, I don't I don't have anything to worry about. I just feel so sick. I can't can't. Yeah, I saw you and Cody <laughs> frying up some fish on Instagram or something. Yeah, man, did good. y'all catch they that right caught, there, or did you bring it with yeah, you? Yeah, on the lake, we kind of we said our, you know we talked about it this morning because a couple of them caught walleye. I'm like, you guys got to keep some of those things. We'll fry them up. We're camping. Uh, yeah, keep a few. I was even thinking about keeping a couple little spotted bass too. Probably would have got a lot of shit for it, but. Um, those nah. clear lakes, they taste all right. Well, won't nobody complain if you keep a spotted bass, I guarantee nah. it. Nah. Uh, you never know. Get their Skewer them. Nowadays. But, uh, yeah. yeah, they caught some walleye. I think all of them. Josh caught, like, a big walleye. Adam caught, like, three, two or three walleye and a, and a couple crappie. And Scotch caught a walleye. So I, I didn't contribute anything except for, yeah. Uh, some grease. Cook, cooked it for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. But uh, it was good. Those walleye, man, are tough to beat. Crappie are all right, but those walleye, are, that's some of the best fish I ever had, in my hmm. opinion. So the third-place finisher threw a question in here. Luke uh -oh. Arian. Justin, you, did you used to paddle a ride 115? No, like? I, I had a, I paddled the Ascend from Bass Pro. That's right, Ascend. Okay, so what would you say is the biggest advantage for an angler, pedals or electronics, Luke asks? Hmm. <sighs> I'm gonna go pedal. You can just if you have to cover water, you can cover so much more water with the pedal, and it's easier. Like with what Russ was doing, fishing into the wind with a crankbait, uh, it's just it it makes kayak fishing so much easier. Um, I think we we can a lot of times you can compete in tournaments without electronics because uh, um, there's just so many months out of the year there there's fish living shallow, so they can always be found shallow, and but. Uh, you can't always pedal or paddle a kayak very, very easy and, and efficiently, especially on two day or even three day tournaments. I mean, you, you wear yourself out. So I think a pedal, pedal drive kayaks, the bigger advantage. Yeah. What you think, Russ? Yeah, no, I'd have to, depends on the situation, I guess, and where you're fishing. Um, certain area, you know, if you're fishing off, yeah. Yeah, it just depends on where you're at. There's some areas where having a, a paddle kayak would be an advantage if you're in some skinny backwater or big grass flats or stuff like that. And, you know, there's there's other times where if you're fishing out on the main lake and the wind's blowing, it's, you know, a huge advantage. You can't even, it's almost impossible to fish with a, with a paddle ca kayak. Um, I guess same thing goes for, for electronics. There's tournaments that, you know, if you're in a certain area on a certain pattern, you know, if you don't have electronics, you're pretty much, you got no chance. Uh, and there's other times where you're fishing an area where, you, you know, you can just visually look at everything. You know, just hitting targets and you don't even need to, to use a fish finder. It wouldn't make, you know, one difference. Um, like frog fishing, you know, doing some frog fishing in mats or something like that. You obviously don't need electronics for that. So it just all depends on, 
on yeah the conditions and where you're fishing i guess ryan did you see the i'm oh, sorry sorry russ i was nah. gonna say ryan ryan did you see the hardest hitting question of the of the night from uh, jim no i didn't throw it I've, up here. I've actually been i'm not gonna lie to you i've been on the stream page kind of engaged and not on not the paying attention page, to the comments so, yeah i'm so sorry sean accord said ryan please stop stop stealing my questions and apparently he was trying to ask you know like your tourney prep and map study <laughs> so my bad i'll put jim's comment which means jim must be apparently out of jail if he's able to comment so uh this is i don't know which one of you this is for but this is from jim you can read it i'm not going to read it to you oh god <laughs> Where do you bathe? <laughs> <laughs> I think this was definitely for Russ. I'm assuming. <laughs> Who's in his truck right now? <laughs> <laughs> we stayed at a campground this last time, but um, there are plenty times where I just jump into a lake with a bar of soap. Or you're I'll kidding? Get back. No. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> We're getting God. the juice. I would love wow. to roll up on that happening. <laughs> Is oh, that there's been, times, there's been times at the boat ramp. I'll get back to the boat ramp. People are, like taking out their boats, and I'm just like, it's been mostly in the summertime. You know, I'll just walk down there with a bar of soap. I'm like, excuse me, everybody's just looking at me. I'm like, hey, whatever. Are you wearing like <laughs> swim trunks or something, or are you just going, just nah, going just, down full yeah, bore, ready to rock? Oh yeah. Yeah. What's up? What's up, guys? <laughs> I'm gonna. They came, and you know, I had to. Yeah. I mean, that was a long story, but. So everyone's just learned learning the real juice on how to. You got to get in the lake and get at one with the. Uh, He's one with the fish. Yeah. Uh, okay. You. All right. Wow. Okay, that's more information. I was hoping we get like secret baits, but we got even deeper information. I feel like there's yeah. a DNR case going to get opened up now after we <laughs> went down this road. This the water is, was cold yeah, at Broken Bow Rush. You didn't pull that there, did you? <laughs> no, nah, dude. We had a campground. Right. There's been times when yeah, it's been like 50 <laughs> degrees in November. It was like four days without a shower. I, don't, I hate sleeping without getting clean. There's something about it. I'm like, I don't care how I have to do it, but I got to clean the sweat off of me, man. I sleep better. You're a survivor, Russ. You're a survivor. <laughs> I don't know what this means. Todd Patrick says anyone that needs showers, he has over 15 at any given time for free. I don't know what that means. I think he, he must have like special trucker tokens or something. Ah, okay. Those are expensive. They're like 10 bucks or something. Like He's keeping Ask me Siddiqui. Siddiqui, like like Siddiqui showers at truck stops all over the country. That's his favorite thing to do. Yeah, really? Todd had Todd had me worried for a minute, but now that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Lot lizards for days. Yeah. Okay. They have okay. those road showers. I think I'm gonna thinking about getting one of those Yakima road showers. Uh, hook it up to the to the rack up on the top there, but um, I don't know. I've seen some of those little like heated type camp shower. You know, like a little bag of water, and it yeah you know, heat heat the water, and you can clean off that way. I got some gimmicky one off of uh, some Facebook ad. It's like the rinse kid or something like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing looks like a kind of looks like a pile of crap. So I've just left it home. I haven't used it yet. There's a little thing you like plug into your cigarette lighter, and, <laughs> but it's all super cheap. The handle's all cheap and like plastic. It's just gonna freaking break like the second time I use it, and it's kind of big and bulky. So I just leave it. Jump in the lake. Good stuff. Wow. We're off the fishing now and on to personal hygiene. I love it. <laughs> uh, you got any questions? statements or what? I don't know if he's doing it on purpose or yeah, yeah, him giving freaking. Siddiqui and Cody showers yeah. makes me kind of cringe. He's freaking me out. Let's get back, let's get back to the fishing talk. What are your personal hygiene habits? Who are you asking? I well, hell, anybody that wants to answer right now, I guess. We covered Russ. I, I get a hotel room. I like to have a hot Amen. shower. Well, okay. All right. Amen. That's I made, a little, I made a little funny joke on KBN on, I think it was Thursday or Wednesday, about checking into my campground, which was a very expensive cabin. I was, we were living a <laughs> plush life. But uh, anyway. You had the missus with you. You had to, you had to go right. five star. That's right. We had the Ashleys. Kyle, yeah. and, Kyle and my wife both named Ashley, so we had the Ashleys with us. No tents, uh, no tents for those ladies. No, not me either. I'm not. I'm not camping anymore. Too old. Man, it was cold too for, old for that. those guys. I was. I had. I was nice, man. I had a. One of my most recent purchases was a, uh, a heated electric blanket that I plug into Ooh, my, my inverter with the 
you know, the Dakota lithiums are running that. And it was like 30 degrees out. Everybody else is asleep. Adam was going to sleep in a hammock. And he's like, oh, man, I can't. Ooh. Yeah, so they all piled in this big tent. And uh, a couple of them froze their asses off a little bit. And I had to turn the heat down in mine. I was like, man, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so that electric blanket's nice. We had a... Uh question for justin i want to share the screen though because one thing we didn't say when we introduced you guys you obviously finished the first and second but uh justin you won big bass at the event yep and this is a picture of your big fish right here so you want to break down how you caught that thing man yeah uh, it's actually got a pretty pretty good story um uh, so this was there was a probably the most um predominant tree that was falling over on the bank that I've been fishing where I caught most of my fish. Um, the, I caught a 17, my second 17 of the day, day one off of it, flipping a jig. And day two, I kept wanting to catch a fish. I, I hit it and I actually hit it the first pass and hooked one, took me into the tree and, and popped the spinnerbait out of its mouth. So I was like, well, there must be fish pulling up on it. So I, I fished it over and over again. And finally, uh, my last pass I was before I was going to head back to the truck. Um, I probably made four casts to one side, floated over to the other side and made two casts. And on that third cast, I, I guess, I don't know if I just went right in front of her face or what, but that third cast, she, she bit it. And, uh, earlier in the day I, I had lost what I feel like was a decent fish. Um, I think maybe a 17, it came up to the top and, and rolled. And as I went to net it, it, it came off. And I wasn't letting that one happen to this one. So I really didn't even know how big it was. I hooked it, a couple cranks, she boiled. I had the net in my hand, lifted the rod, netted her, and then she started flopping. I was like, <coughs> that's a good one. And so I, I took my time and, and tried to get the best picture. And it was it was worth it. Yeah, man. Was, it, was that Clutch. on spinnerbait? It was on spinnerbait, yep. All right. Somebody I, asked, let's see. Yeah, Chris Metcalf asked how you worked that spinnerbait. So I actually brought the two spinnerbaits I was fishing with in here to show you guys. But so I fished the, the Bubuyak Covert series. Um, I threw this one early in the morning, but as you can see right there, the paint is worn off the bottom of both of these heads. There you go. I had to creep that just just slow enough to where it would still spin the blades and stay upright, but it was nicking rocks the whole time. I mean, oh. I had to just crank it and make sure I was filling rocks to get, to get those bites. But if I was doing that, um, that's, that's when the, that's what the fish were wanting. So, uh, um, what kind of trailer, fun. what kind of trailer is that? That is, it's a yum, um, swimming dinger. It's the, their, their, cool. their stick bait. It's the swimming version of that, but it, it puts huh. off a lot of, yeah, a lot good. of thump. So, um, that's what, that's what I like to use. And, uh, I actually, the one with the two Colorados had two gold Colorados on it to begin with. And I caught a fish and I ended up catching a fish on one with a silk, with a silver willow leaf. And I was like, well, let me think of something. So I, I took this one and took a, a, a silver Colorado off one of my other spinner baits and put it on here. And when I went and made that, that last pass, that's what that big one came on. So I don't know if it was the <laughs> color combination or if I just pulled it right in front of her, I don't know what it was, but whatever it was it worked so. you tweaking all kinds of stuff out there on the water huh i was well they were eating spinnerbait so i wanted <laughs> to find anything i had three or four tied on and a chatterbait because I, I just wanted different variations every time i made a pass to give them something different that's that's kind of what i felt like was going to work so that's what i was trying to do give them something different every time you weren't you weren't wrong on that clearly i think it's two weeks in a row didn't wasn't uh cody dragging the spinnerbait deep up there on uh like, like a one ounce, ounce or something, he said. Yeah, <laughs> I even got. I could take two of my spinnerbaits together, and I wouldn't get there. These Arkansas boys <laughs> and their spinnerbaits doing their thing. I reckon, Cody. Cody wrecks them about everywhere on a spinnerbait, though. I mean, pretty much any time I've ran into him on the water, he's throwing a spinnerbait. So, I think he's pretty at home with a spinnerbait collection. Yeah, my, my buddy Kyle was up there. He said there was a decent spinnerbait bite if you could get in front of him. Uh, I ran into Jeremy Mitchell in practice. He said there was a decent spinnerbait bite up the river too. So obviously you figured out just the uh, the right combo and the right areas to throw that thing. Yeah, and I just that, that really that, that dirty of water. That's the only thing I felt like um, I had the best chance of getting a fish to react to it. I mean, it's so dirty. I didn't. I, didn't, I tried to throw a crankbait a little bit. I had one fish hit it and it, it pulled me into a tree and got off. But I just felt like that's the best um, 
the best option, so I just kind of stuck with it. See that <laughs> comment, Russ? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we said that before we got on air. Yeah, yeah. he looked like the Blair Witch Project when he got on here. <laughs> he did. He, he, he is kind of. He is kind of giving us some creepy We're stories. Some with ghost that. stories around the campfire last week. We had some good ones. Kinda, he kind of yeah. told us a little story with the uh, naked boat ramp <laughs> bathing. So it's close enough. That was scary for me just to hear it. <laughs> yeah. TOC, TOC, yeah. you People, you got to you got to bathe and you follow. That's, yeah, that's right. what's got to happen follow. now. Yes, that's cold. That's cold. You follow? No, you follow. Be toasty down there. You'll be gator bait. Is it? That's I thought it was like November. <laughs> yeah, I didn't bathe. It is, but I mean, down, it'll uh, be eighty percent humidity down there in November. Yeah, I, I actually jumped in in Florida. Come to think of it. Nah, I'm good on that. I, that, I don't like that tannic water. I don't. I, I don't trust. Yeah, I don't trust getting in it, man. You can't see what's underneath you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Chris Metcalf, I guess, is the one that asked that question. Justin, he said you guys fish together on Fort Gibson. Yeah, slinging a spinnerbait down there. Yep, that's something I didn't catch on to in time. Actually, uh, on that tournament, I didn't catch a limit and finished. I think fifth and with only three fish or four fish i don't remember now but at the end of the day um after time had expired i i caught a like an 18 incher uh swimming a jig finally i finally figured something out but it was it was too late so it's just i don't know it's just sometimes you pick up the right thing and catch one early and you have some confidence in it but i just never found anything there wish i would have tried it that's something I'm kind of guilty of, like, especially if there's a chatterbait bite, like I'll pound, I'm, I'm real bad about fishing like one area into the ground. But like, if I throw a chatterbait all day, I don't ever think to switch gears and switch to like a swim jig or something, you know, something with a little less vibration, a little different look, and I'll probably put more fish in the boat. I need, I need to do that. I need to start making myself do that. I know. Someone kidnapping us. <laughs> got my food. <laughs> <laughs> Someone kidnapping Russ. What's oh, up, Riser? Hey, bonus cameo, coverage. cameo appearance. Adam, can you answer a question real quick? Uh, Adam, can you answer a question real quick? Yeah, what's up? Have you ever bathed at the same time as Russ at the lake? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> you don't want to know. No, I mean, he didn't all right. know. Hold on, say that's Adam, but he didn't want to know the question. They're real okay, good. Okay. They're real close. It's fine. It's a, all right. It's a Tennessee right. thing. You wouldn't understand. All right. Sorry, Russ. Sorry, Russ. It was too easy. Bro, can you get my back? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. That's it. We're done for the night, Jeff. I'm pulling the plug on this. We're done. We're done. Right. done. We're done. Thanks. See any more questions from the crowd out there? There's one more question, and we'll let you guys get out of here pretty soon. You know, pushing up against the hour. Uh, Sean Accord asked Russ, "What's your pre favorite pre-fishing bait, and how do you know the area that you want to choose on game day? How do you lock in on the area?" Um, I, it's just a lot of factors. Just how much how, how much fishing pressure I think there's going to be in an area, or what the weather's doing. I mean, just a lot of factors goes into it. I guess it just. Uh, I mean, more times than not, I end up fishing the area that I have the best luck pre-fishing. But there are times where I have a really, you know, let's say the weather's really warm, and I crush them one day, and all of a sudden a big cold front comes, and I know it's going to shut that spot off. Where I'll then just have to, to go wing it or, or go to an area where, you know, where I think they could be moving up up to. So it all, it's hard to really, you know, a lot of it's just guessing too, you know. You just got to go with your instinct and, and, you know, let it tell you what, what you think the right move is. But uh, for favorite pre-fishing bait, again, depends on where I'm at. But anywhere I can, you know, I, I like to cover a lot of water when I pre-fish. Sometimes I'm not even casting. I'm just kind of looking. Uh, either looking visually for like signs of bait or you know things that look good or using my electronics uh, and then just uh, once I, I find an area that I think has a good concentration of fish then I'll either break down that area or sometimes I'll come back you know if I find it early in the tournament I'll come back a couple days later like right before the tournament and really try to to break it down and, and kind of 
find all the sweet spots and find backup, you know, multiple patterns I could fish in an area. So, yeah. Does that answer that? Yeah. Sure, sure does. Sure. Right. You go eat your dinner, Russ. Thank you for coming right. on. Congratulations yet again. <laughs> Do it one more time this weekend. Thank you. I'm going to try. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, sure we'll, appreciate it. I'm sure we'll have you on again. And Justin, I know this won't be the last time for you either, buddy. Uh, thanks for ripping Arkansas so well and then doing good on Broken Bow, man. It was exciting to watch. Uh, like I said, hopefully we can have you both back after you do the same thing on Fort. Yeah, yep. hope so. Yeah. Justin, I'll see you at Dardanelle. Hopefully. Boom. <laughs> see you guys. Dardanelle. All right, y'all. Hey, see special shout-out to the YouTube folks tonight because we had a larger-than-usual audience on YouTube. So thank awesome. you all on YouTube nice. for watching. Uh, and, of course, everybody on Facebook. Good times. See you all next Monday. Bye.